thank you for listening. My name is Ho Jun Yoon, and this is Medicine on the Way. When the night has come and the land is dark, and the this time you're going to talk about ectopic pregnancy. An ectopic pregnancy is um, an implant implantation of a developing blastocyst at a site other than the endometrium. The fallopian tube is the most common extrauterine location, so that's outside the uterus. Um, the uterus is um, the normal site for uh, for the pregnancy to occur. So we're talking about um, outside the uterus. So fallopian tube um, is responsible for more than 95% of ectopic pregnancy. Hemorrhage from ectopic pregnancy is the leading cause of pregnancy-related maternal death in the first trimester. Three high-risk factors for ectopic pregnancy include previous ectopic pregnancy, tubal surgery, and in utero diethyl steel so it's commonly known as DE. As exposure. Other risk factors are pelvic inflammatory disease, intrauterine contraceptive devices, in vitro fertilizations, infertility, smoking, and multiple sexual partners. So these risk factors basically um, result in premature implantations of the embryo by delaying a passage of the fertilized oocyte into um, the uterine cavity, especially conditions such as um, chronic salpingitis and salpingitis ethmica um, nodosa, um, are, they're known to impair the patency of the fallopian tubes. Tubal pregnancy is the most common type of ectopic pregnancy, like I said. And the ampullary portion, um, so there's um, regions that's divided in a fallopian tube, and ampulla is where the most ectopic pregnancy occurs in tubal pregnancy. Um, besides tubal pregnancy, there are other types of ectopic pregnancy, um, such as ovarian, interstitials, um, hysterotomy scar, cervical, heterotic, um, sorry, heterotopic, and abdominal pregnancy. Approximately 6% of ectopic pregnancy is noted with a history of cesarean delivery, um, and one in 2,000 pregnancy is found to be um, ectopic in prior, in a prior um, hysterotomy scar. The three typical findings of ectopic pregnancy include amenorrhea, at least two-thirds of the patients show this, vaginal bleeding, and abdominal pain. So amenorrhea, vaginal bleeding, and abdominal pain or pelvic pain. These symptoms occur regardless whether the blastocyst or ectopic pregnancy is ruptured or not. Um, blood may leak from the tubal ampulla over a period of days. So the bleed leaking um, into the peritoneums and usually um, there's a collection in the cul-de-sac or the pouch of Douglas and this can cause a feeling of or urgency 
to poop. Um, abdominal distensions and mild parasitic ileus are also often shown because of all these blood collections in your um, peritoneum, um, inside peritoneum technically. Um, severe hemorrhage also results in um, lightheadedness and shock. Quantitative serum pregnancy tests or just quant will show levels generally lower than expected uh, for a normal pregnancy um, at the same um, of the same duration. Um, if beta HCG levels are followed over a few days, um, you'll see a slow rise or even a plateau rather than doubling. Um, tendency. So in normal pregnancy, we know that the level of beta HCG doubles in two days, whereas in ectopic pregnancy, it will be slower than doubling or even a plateau. And blood studies may show um, anemia or some leukocytosis in ectopic pregnancy. Ultrasound gives really good idea of what's going on inside the uterus or even sometime outside the uterus. And it demonstrates a, a gestational sac five to six weeks from the last menstruations and a fetal pole at six weeks if it is located inside the uterus. So five to six weeks from the mother's last menstruations, you, you may be able to see gestational sac. And at six weeks, you may be able to identify a fetal pole. If you see an empty uterine cavity, we have to think, okay, it's not right. So basically there's um, pregnancy, but you're not seeing it inside a uterus. In this case, uh, make sure that you're not relying your clinical judgment, not just based on abdominal ultrasound, because there's another method um, called the transvaginal <laughs> ultrasound. So make sure you do both um, to confirm that um, there is no intrauterine pregnancy. We also have to think the level of beta ACH. Um, CG level with the finding from um, ultrasound. So for instance, um, beta HCG level of 6500 um, with an empty uterine cavity by uh, transabdominal ultrasound. It's not transvaginal, transabdominal. Is highly suspicious of an endopic pregnancy. Um, however, uh, HCG level value of 2,000 or more can be indicative of an ectopic pregnancy. If no products are con uh, conception, um, you can see with transvaginal ultrasound. And there are other special examinations like um, called the sentences uh, or if um, the patient is going to OR, um, they're going to have um, explanatory laparotomy, things like that. But usually ultrasounds and HCG um, give us pretty good idea of what's going on. Your differentials should include 
acute appendicitis would always you know acute um abdomen you should always always think acute appendicitis acute pelvic inflammatory disease rupture corpus luteum cyst or ovarian follicle kidney stones um hyaluridiform uh, wall uh, when you see there's any abnormalities in utero wall um also you have to think atopic pregnancy should be suspected when post-aborting or after the abortion um, tissue examinations fail to reveal chorionic villi. So how you treat your patient? Depends on how stable your patient is. In a stable patient, you can start with methotrexate um, injection. Um, it's given either in single dose or multi-dose. Um, usually the single dose is a standard because of um, it's less likely to cause a side effect of uh, methotrexate. Um, the criteria are the the pregnancy should or um, the pregnancy you measure from the ultrasound should be low, uh, smaller than 3.5 centimeter in largest dimension, and it is not ruptured, and there's no active bleeding, and no fetal heart tones. So let me repeat that one more time. The criteria is the size of pregnancy is smaller than 3.5 centimeter and that's not ruptured and there's no active internal bleeding and there's no fetal heart tones detected from the ultrasound. If the patient is unstable um, you can definitely tell by your vital signs and how um, patients um, or patients mental status um, if the patient is unstable patient is going to get uh, patient is going to be hospitalized um, and we're thinking about surgery so you have to have your blood typed and cross-matched and um, you have to start all this um, pre-op pre workup. And surgical treatment is definitive. Um, in most patients, diagnostic laparotomy is usually um, the initial surgical procedure. And depending on the size of the ectopic pregnancy they find and whether or not it's ruptured, um, they're gonna do salpingostomy or just complete salpingectomy. So the debate is, okay, do we do more harm by um, doing complete salpingectomy? And the others say, okay, if we do the salpingotomy, we're just creating scar and just putting patients at risk of having another um, ectopic pregnancy in the future. So it's, it's really, really depends on the surgeon's um, decisions and uh, we, we know um, there's gonna be either um, the removal of the ectopic pregnancy or the removal of the total tube, which is salpingectomy. Um, and this uh, tubal pregnancy can recur in about 10% of the populations, but this shouldn't be uh, thought as contraindications to future pregnancy. They can still um, have a baby and plan for um, plan to have another baby, but they should be aware they're at risk of having another ectopic pregnancy. So the conclusion of today is ectopic pregnancy is usually shown with amenorrhea or irregular bleeding or spotting, pelvic pain, and some vaginal bleeding. Um, secondly, failure of serum level of 
beta HCG to double every 48 hours. Um, if you see this, you always have to think of, okay, ectopic pregnancy. And you don't see any intrauterine pregnancy um, on transvaginal ultrasound with serum level or serum HCG level above 2000. Okay, uh, my name is Ho Jun again, and thank you for listening.